إن الحمد لله مده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد Today, my dear brothers and sisters, is the book of Imam Bukhari, Al-Adab Al-Mufrad, the book on manners, etiquette. Babu ma yaqulu idha asbah. What one says on awakening when you get up in the morning. Hadith 604, and this hadith is weak, ba'if. Haddathana Musa, because in the Isnad, Umar bin Abi Salama, Al-Zuhri, the judge, and he is weak. Haddathana Musa, Qal haddathana Abu Uwana, Qal haddathana Umar, An Abih, An Abi Huraira, Radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Qal, Kana al-Nabiyu, صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم إذا أصبح قال أصبحنا وأصبح الملك لله والحمد كله لله لا شريك له لا إله إلا الله وإليه النشور وإذا أمس قال أمسينا وأمس الملك لله والحمد كله لله لا شريك له لا إله إلا الله وإليه المصير أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه reported that when the prophet of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he would uh, awoke when he gets up in the morning he would say we awake all dominion is Allah's and all praise is for Allah. He has no partner. There is no God but Allah. And unto him is the resurrection. When he went to sleep, he would say, We go to sleep. All dominion is Allah's. And all praise is for Allah. He has no partner. There is no God but Allah. And unto him is the final outcome. So here, the, the meaning or the content of the hadith is correct because this meaning every word is is true but because of the isnad the narration is weak though the meaning has been mentioned in many many authentic narrations So you say in the morning, when you get up in the morning, on the, on the authentic narration, you say, Asbahna wa asbaha al-mulkulillah. That's what you say. Okay? That we awake in your name, and by your will, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all the dominion, all the kingdom belongs to you. All the kingdom belongs to Allah. And all praise is due to Allah. He has no partner. He is the owner. He shares his kingdom with none. And unto him, unto Allah is the return. We will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of us. 
There is a day, my dear brothers and sisters, when all of us, all children of Adam, will be gathered together before our Lord who created us out of nothing and who brought us into being out of nothing. So we will return to Allah and we will stand before Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the resurrection and the return to Allah So that's what you say in the morning, and in the evening you say the same. You praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who made you live until the sun sets, and you don't know whether you will live till the morning or not. That's why Ibn Umar, he said, the Prophet ﷺ, he held me by my shoulders and he told me, O oh, son of Umar, when the sun rises, don't think that you will live before it sets, until it sets. And when it sets, don't think that you will live till it rises the second day. So this is the feeling of the Muslim. The feeling of the Muslim that he is expecting death any time. Any time he can die. So when the night falls, the Prophet used to say, I'm saying now, I'm Salmulkulillah. All the dominion belongs to Allah. All the kingdom belongs to Allah. And all praise is due to Allah. For prolonged our life span till we reach the night. Has no partner. Are you following brothers and sisters? So the du'as and the dhikr very essential. So always maintain the, the dhikr of the day and the dhikrs of the night. Always keep this small booklet, the fortress of Muslim, in your pocket. And memorize the dua and the adhkar. What you say in the morning and what you say in the evening. If you always keep repeating the adhkar, and keep remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will be in a fortress, you will be protected, there will be a shield around you against the shaitan and all its tricks. So the dhikr is a protection from the shaitan. The dhikr strengthens the heart and gives peace and tranquility to the soul. Are you following brothers and sisters? من دعا بغيره من الدعاء which means the appropriate dua this hadith 605 and it is صحيح hadith حدثنا محمد بن سلام قال اخبرنا عبده قال اخبرنا محمد بن عمرو قال حدثنا أبو سلمة عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم
إن الكريم ابن الكريم ابن الكريم ابن الكريم يوسف ابن يعقوب ابن إسحاق ابن إبراهيم خليل الرحمن تبارك وتعالى قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو لبثت في السجن ما لبث يوسف ثم جاءني الداعي لأجبت إذ جاءه الرسول فقال ارجع إلى ربك ارجع إلى ربك فاسأله ما بال النسوة التي قطعن أيديهن ورحمة الله على لوط إن كان ليأوي إلى ركن شديد إذ قال لقومه لو أن لي بكم قوة لو أن لي بكم قوة أو آوي إلى ركن شديد ما إن بعث الله بعده من نبي إلا في ثروة من قومه قال محمد الثروة والكثرة والمنعة The meaning Abu Huraira reported that the Prophet of Allah وسلم, said Verily the noble one son of the noble one son of the noble one and son of the noble one was Yusuf the son of Ya'qub, the son of Ishaq, the son of Ibrahim, who was the friend of Allah. Had I been imprisoned for as long as Yusuf was imprisoned, when the caller came, I would surely have answered him. When the messenger went to him and he said return to your master and ask him what came over the women when they cut their fingers. That is Surah 50 Surah and Ayah 12. May Allah have mercy on Lut who sought safety in powerful support when he said to his people I wish I had the power to resist you or could seek safety at some powerful support. After that, Allah sent His messengers among those of them who were <coughs> many and powerful. Now, here the Prophet ﷺ is praising Yusuf ﷺ. He said, The noble one, Yusuf, son of the noble one, which is Yaqub. Son of the noble one and son of the noble one was Yusuf. He's the son of Yaqub, Jacob, the son of Ishaq, the son of Ibrahim salam, Khalil al Rahman. You know the story of Yusuf salam. Yusuf salam was sent to jail. wrongly and justly. Why? Because the rumors went over in Egypt. So in order to hush up everything, they decided to put him in the jail, though they knew that he was innocent. They knew he was innocent because the wife of the the uh, Al-Aziz, the governor, she went mad over Yusuf. She loved him. And she wanted him to sleep with her. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected and saved all the messages and prophets from committing shameful deeds. That's why the prophets and messengers are what we call ma'sumin. Ma'sum means infallible. They will not make or commit a sin. 
major sins, of course. So what happened, as mentioned in Surah Yusuf, she was alone, she locked all the doors, as Allah said, she locked all the doors, one after one, to make sure that there will not be any intrusion, no one will be able to disrupt or interrupt her privacy. And she offered herself to Yusuf as the Quran said, Here I am, I am ready for you. Imagine the mistress is offering herself to her slave. Yusuf said, Allah. I seek Allah's protection. How can I do something, something shameful? She was mad that she is commanding her slave and her slave is refusing. Now she wanted what happened. Normally a man rapes a woman. Now a woman, she is the one who is seeking the man and she wants the man and forced the man to make love to her. So Yusuf he ran away to the door, but the doors are closed. So she managed to catch him at the door, and you can imagine, just you can visualize the, the madness of this woman. She lost her sanity. She lost her sanity. He's attacking Yusuf and Yusuf is trying to open the door and flee and run away. And she is just mad and she started tearing his clothes. Tearing his clothes. And she tore his shirt. Subhanallah. By then, her husband came in. And now she has to cover it up. She was in a situation very embarrassing. She beautified herself. What to do? She is caught red-handed. What to do now? So she started accusing Yusuf And she said to her husband, What should we do to someone who is trying to attack your wife? What should you do? And she is accusing Yusuf that he attacked her. And Yusuf told them, She is the one. I'm running away. So a judge from the side of the, of the governor, he said, hold on, if he is the one who is attacking, if he is the one who wants her, his shirt should be torn from the front. But if she is the one who is running after him, the shirt should be torn from behind. And they found the shirt was torn from behind. That means you are the one, he is running away. So this is a refutable evidence that Yusuf was innocent. But despite the fact, they decided to send him to jail. And her, uh, this husband her husband said, it is your mistake, you seek forgiveness. What a kind of husband. He has no manhood, he has no jealousy. Yes, he said, just forget it and seek forgiveness. And you, Yusuf, just keep quiet, don't mention it, okay? There are some husbands like that. 
Some husbands, they are like that. They are not men. Anyhow, so they sent him to jail. Despite the fact they know They know that he was innocent. And we know the story that the king saw the seven cows, lean cows and fat cows, and the lean cows eating the fat cows. So, and when he asked someone to interpret the dream, they said, this is just a mixture of dreams, hallucinations. You Maybe you add too much and that's it. And we know in the story that there were two boys with him in the prison. In the prison. And they came out. One of them was killed, one remained alive. So the one who remained alive remembered Yusuf And he said, I know someone who can explain this dream. And he went to Yusuf in the prison. Because Yusuf Yusuf remained in the prison for years. And he said, Oh Yusuf, interpret this dream for us. And he did. As mentioned in Surah Yusuf. When the interpretation was conveyed to the king, he said, Okay, bring him out of the prison. They went and told him, now the king is telling you you can't come out. He refused. Yusuf refused. Why? Why did Yusuf refuse? Yusuf refused. He wants everyone to know that he was innocent. So he sent the messenger to ask your king, your master, about the woman who cut their fingers. They accused me. So here the Prophet ﷺ said, May Allah's mercy be upon Yusuf. Had I been in his position, I would have come immediately. I would not have asked, go and ask. I would just go and come out of the jail. But Yusuf ﷺ refused to come out. Till everyone knows that he is innocent. Because he doesn't want anyone to talk about him. He didn't want anyone to talk about him. And when the king asked the woman, they said, Yusuf was innocent. We are the ones who are guilty. Are you following brothers and sisters? Then Allah, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, in this hadith, he praised also Prophet Lut Because as you know, Prophet Lut, the angels came to him in the form of men. And his people, you know, they were Sodomites. They were Sodomites. They were in current English gaze. Though this beautiful word now has been polluted. It just gives bad meaning. The gay means happy. So so those they were homosexuals. So the people of Lut, they are the first people who perverted on earth from the right track. Instead of marrying women, they started marrying men and sleeping with men, with each other. And because of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed all of them. He sent the archangel who uprooted the whole town of Sudum. Sudum, that's why the where the name is, is derived from that, after that town, Sodomy, Sodomy because of Sodom, which is the town of Lut. 
So there from that you have to sodomy, sodomite, etc. So, the archangel, he uprooted the whole town and he carried the whole town on his wing and then turned the town upside down. And guess what? Excavations revealed. The dwellings are inverted upside down. It is near the Dead Sea and some archaeologists saying maybe it is the place of the Dead Sea itself. So now the and they told Lut alayhi salam his people told him never receive any man in your house. If you receive any man in your house we will come and disgrace you and we will humiliate your guests. That means we will use your guests. And now the angels came to Lut in the form of men. And the wife of Lut was not Muslima. She was Kafir. And Lut didn't know about that. So they saw the guests, they came running, rushing, running to, to the house of Lut. And Lut started begging them, asking them, please marry my daughters, please marry the girls of my people. They said, you know exactly what we want. So the angels, when they saw, so that then, by then, Lut said, Ah, I wish I have people to protect me. I wish I have strong tribe who can stand by me to fight you. Because Lut salam, he felt very embarrassed. The angels told him, Lord, don't worry. We are angels. They cannot reach us. So just take your family and leave the town at night. And by the dawn, they will be perished, destroyed. And Allah saved Lut and his family, except his wife, was perished along with the kuffar, the disbelievers. So here Allah, the Prophet is he praised Lut and he said, I wish that I have strong people around me to, to protect me. And the Prophet he said, indeed, he was protected. And he was supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But after that, Allah would not send any prophet unless he is protected by his own tribe. And he will be sent in the strong clan, of, on the strong, in the strongest tribe, so that his tribe will protect him. And that's exactly what happened. When the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Quraysh. So his tribe, his clan, they protected him, Banu Hashim. Are you following brothers and sisters? Sincerity in the dua supplication. Hadith 606 and this hadith is Sahih. Hadathana Umar bin Hafs. Qal hadathana Abi. Qal hadathana Al-A'mash. Qal hadathani Malik bin Al-Harith. An Abrahman bin Yazid. Qal kana al-Rabi'u ya'ti al-Qamah yawm al-Jumu'ah. Fa'idha lam akun thamma. 
أرسلوا إلي فجاء مرة ولست تم فلقيني علقم وقال لي ألم ترى ما جاء به الربيع قال ألم ترى أكثر ما يدعو الناس وما أقل إجابتهم وذلك أن الله عز وجل لا يقبل إلا الناخلة من الدعاء قلت وليس قد قال ذلك عبد الله قال وما قال قال عبد الله لا يسمع الله من مسمع مسمع ولا مراء ولا لاعب ولا داع دعاء يثبت من قلبه قال فذكر علقمه قال نعم أبو عبد الرحمن بن يزيد البوتشد ربيع ابن حسين used to visit Alqama every Friday if I was not there with him they would send for me one Friday when he came to visit to visit I could not be there later Alqama met me and asked me if I had if I had heard what Rabia had brought he's asked do you not see how often people call out to Allah and how rarely their calls are answered this is because Allah accepts only the sincerest du'as I said to him did not Abdullah that's Ibn Mas'ud say the same thing he asked what did he say he said Abdullah said Allah will not listen to the prayers of those who do things only to make a show before people for showing off who behave hypocritically or who act fraudulently he will only listen to those who pray from their hearts the narrated the narrator asked Abdurrahman then did Alqama remember Abdurrahman replied yes so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept the supplication of anyone or the dua of anyone Allah will accept the dua when it comes from the heart and the people will be influenced or affected by the speech of the person who is sincere some people they are charismatic they are uh, fluent eloquent but when you hear them they don't touch your heart they don't move your heart their words they don't move you they don't make you feel they don't touch your heart and some people they are not that charismatic they are not that uh, eloquent they talk simply humbly they are struggling to express what they wanted the message to convey and yet their words they touch your heart they move your heart they affect you this is the ikhlas are you following? This is due to the ikhlas in the heart of that person. That's why there is a famous saying says, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. What comes out of your heart reaches the heart of the people. So it depends on the sincerity of the speaker himself or the preacher himself. So if you want your speech, if you want your words to have impact on the people, to affect them, be sincere. And do these things for the sake of Allah. For the sake of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the hearts of the people to receive the truth. Are you following? Sometimes, some speakers, 
you find them they are trying to be to use long vocabularies and new ones and just to impress the people whether they are speaking or whether they are writing I really read some articles I myself feel pity for the writer because the writer is not himself you are writing a paragraph which you will force the reader to open the dictionary many times to know what is what does this mean what does that mean there's no simplicity the simple the simpler you are the quicker your message will reach the people try to be down to earth very simple humble are you following? <coughs> so, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ikhlas, the sincerity in our sayings and in our actions. Amen. Babu liyazim al-du'a fa inna Allah la mukriha lahu. Being resolute in one's du'a, be determined. Okay? When you make du'a, when you make a supplication, be sure that Allah will respond. Allah will accept. Don't doubt it. If you are supplicating, if you are invoking and asking Allah, and you are not sure, you are in doubt, then that is not the, what you should do. This hadith is Sahih. Haddathana Muhammad bin Ubaidillah. Qal haddathana Abdul Aziz bin Abi Hazim. Anil ala an abihi. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا دعي أحدكم فلا يقول إن شئت وليعزم المسألة وليعظم الرغبة فإن الله لا يعظم عليه شيء أعطاه الله أكبر This is beautiful hadith أبو هريرة reported that the prophet of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said if one makes a dua when you make your dua do not say to Allah if you will rather be resolute, be determined, be firm in what you ask for and let your longing be great for nothing that Allah grants is of any great import to Him don't say, oh Allah forgive me if you wish no, say, Oh Allah, forgive me. Just insist that He forgives you. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, give me this. Oh Allah, give me that. And don't ever think that this is too much for Allah. Or never think that your sins are too much for Allah to forgive. If you doubt and you think that your sins are more than Allah's mercy, this will take you out of Islam. You become kafir. Your sins cannot be greater than Allah's mercy. In the sacred hadith, hadith Qudsi, Allah says, Ibn Adam, O son of Adam, were you sins to reach the clouds? You reach, your sins reach the cloud and they fill the earth. There is no single place on the earth that you didn't sin on it. And on top of that you came and you seek my forgiveness. I will forgive all your sins and I don't mind.
Imagine that every place, every span, every meter on the earth, you committed the sin on that place, in that location, which is impossible that you committed sins in every place on earth. But this is just an example. Even if you are a person who travels all over the globe and you sinned, yet you are moving and sinning and sinning. And on top of that, your sins also reach the clouds. And then you repented and you turned to Allah and you sought His forgiveness. He will forgive you all of that. Allahu Akbar. This is Allah's mercy. My dear brothers and sisters, never, never despair. Allah forgave the one who killed 99 and then made them 100. A person who killed 100 men. He forgave him. Allah forgave the prostitute. The prostitute. When she gave water to the dog, Allah forgave her. And we read in the history, many of the Imams, they were sinners, thieves, highway robbers, and some of the pious women, they were dancers, they were immoral women, they repented. When we read now their paragraphs, they are praised. They became holy women, saints, pious women. So the door is open. So never think that your sins will not be forgiven. So when you ask Allah, ask with a strong determination and request. And never doubt that Allah will not forgive you. That he will not forgive you. You should not have that doubt. You should be certain that Allah, Allah will forgive all your sins. Don't be hesitant or hesitant or reluctant. Are you following brothers and sisters? So you say, Allah forgive me. Or Allah give me this. Or Allah give me that. Carry on asking Allah. And don't think that then you say, Never have this feeling, oh, I think I asked Allah too much. No, there is nothing too much for Allah. Nothing. Keep asking what you want. Everything you want, you ask Allah. Subhanallah, when Umar ibn Khattab, he, he was in Mecca, and he said, Oh Allah, now I am old, and the responsibility is is very heavy, too heavy for me. So please take my soul. I cannot handle it anymore. But grant me martyrdom in Medina. I want to die in Medina as martyr shaheed. So someone heard him saying that. He said, Oh, Amir al Mu'mineen. There is no jihad in Medina. So how can you die as a martyr? Umar told him, did I ask you? I asked Allah, who will make it possible for me to die in Medina and to die as a martyr? I didn't ask you. And Allah granted that to Umar. Umar died in Medina and he died as a martyr, shaheed. And he was buried next to the Prophet ﷺ. Allahu Akbar. Medina, shaheed, and next to the Prophet ﷺ. So whatever you want, you ask Allah. A sister wants a husband, ask Allah. A sister has a problem with her husband, ask Allah. A brother wants a wife, ask Allah. 
everything, ask Allah. Whatever you want, whatever you have, cry to the king, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has everything in his hands. Are you following brothers and sisters? Hadith 608 and this hadith is Sahih. حدثنا محمد بن سلام قال أخبرنا إسماعيل بن علي عن عبد العزيز بن صهيب عن أنس قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دعا أحدكم فليعزم في الدعاء ولا يقول اللهم إن شئت فاعطني فإن الله لا مستكره له Anas reported that the Prophet of Allah وسلم, said, If any of you are making dua, let them be resolute in it. They should not say, Oh Allah, if you want to give me this or that. But there is no one to compel Allah. Just say, Oh Allah, give me this. Oh Allah, grant me this. Oh Allah, etc. Because everything is in Allah's hand. And they told you the story of the brother who came to one of the Mashayikh in Egypt. And he said, Oh Sheikh, you know, I'm looking for a flat. And this is a problem for the, the, the youth in Egypt. If you want to get married, you have to find a flat first. So I'm looking for a flat to get married. Do you know anyone who has flats? The chef said, yes, I know one. He said, really? Oh, alhamdulillah. So who's that? He said, Allah. Allah? Allah has flats? He said, yes, Allah has flats. Allah has everything. Just tonight, get up before the fajr, take wudu, pray to Raka, ask him, and you'll see. And this young man, he did. Sincerely, he got up, he prayed, he asked Allah, he poured out his heart, cried to Allah, and he got the flat. The Sheikh said, he came to my study circle and he was looking at me. And I could see, read his lips. He was telling me, Yes, yes, Allah has flats. Allah and the Allah and the Allah has flats. He was <laughs> murmuring. So then after this circle, I told him, Yes, he has flats, he has everything. So whatever you want. A sister, she wants a husband. Ask Allah. Get up at night, cry to Allah. Oh my Lord, help me, I want to get married. Oh Allah, guide my father to find me a proper suitor. I guide, guide my father that he should not reject the suitors. So my dear brothers and sisters, everything is is in Allah's hand. We should cry to Allah, have confidence in Allah, put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you whatever you ask Him, if it is good for you. Sometimes we ask Him things that are not good for us, so that's why He doesn't give them to us. Maybe I ask for money, and he knows that if he gives me money, <laughs> I'll become a disbeliever. And I will go to Jahannam. So because he loves me, he will not give me the money. But he will give me something better in the next life. That's why you should never say, But I asked him, he didn't give me. Never say that. Because I, I heard this many times. I asked him, he didn't give me. So what are you trying to say? You will not ask him again? Okay, don't ask him again. 
or you want to complain, complain about Allah, when you ask, He will give you, whether here in this life, or in the next life. Maybe ask something which is not good for you. That's why, before we do something, there is something called istikhara. Istikhara. A prayer, when you leave it to him, or oh Allah, if it is good for me, if this man is good for me, make it easy. Facilitate it. Let it happen. It didn't happen. So it's not good for you. You should not regret. You should not regret. Because you left the matter to him. And you said, Oh Allah, choose for me. If it is good, let it happen. If it is bad, save me from that. Word it off. So Allah didn't allow it to happen. So that means it's not good for you. That's the end of it. Are you following brothers and sisters? So to the Muslim it is a win-win. When you make a dua, it is a win-win case. Win-win. You are winning. You should not have any doubt about that. Whether in this life or in the second to come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ikhlas. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen our yaqeen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala overlook and cover our mistakes and shortcomings and faults. And may Allah shower His mercy upon all of us. And may Allah reward all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, for your patience and attendance. Barakallah feekum. Jazakumullahu khayra. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.